right back, Charlie. Oh, oh, Deluded, I'm back again. Come on, Ian. Come on, Ian. Come on, Ian. Come on, Ian. You can say that again, Ian. In fact, better yet, I'll say it. People deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and in some cases, good night. I hope you're doing well and safe. I hope you're blessed. I hope you're having a progressive week where, obviously, your private and professional lives are concerned, people. One second, because everything don't feel certain. doesn't feel certain right now. Feel somewhat better, but yeah, man. As usual, appreciative of all of you lot tuned in. Hope you're having a progressive week. Get your talking points in because you lot make the platform. One love to the Twitch gang as well. Regarding YouTube, we're flirting with 50,000. So if you haven't, make sure you're subscribed, make sure you're hitting the like button, boosting the engagements, and all of them things. Now, uh, obviously, Saturday's the big one, isn't it? Obviously, later today, I think at 5 p.m., I'll be with Dan Potts. You know, I can't imagine you don't know him. He's a good content creator. We'll be previewing the North London Derby. I think that'll be about until 5.45, because then at 6, um, I've got Henry Wright, who's a Spurs fan. I know Spurs fan, last name Wright. The jokes make themselves, but we'll be previewing the game. Then, obviously, Saturday, I think we kick off at 12.30 in the North London Derby. I'll be live from 11.30. And then the, the Manchester Derby that follows on Sunday, I'll be live half an hour. So the grand old stock football's back. And as you know, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays next week is Champions League, Europa League. I've got you covered in. <clears throat> Completely off topic, but I was looking at the World Cup schedule, man. I can't lie. I'm going to... I've given myself an internal target. You can... you. You cannot stream three of the group stage games if it gets to that and, you know, things happen. But other than that, you got to try and get all of them. And obviously, the latter stages speak for themselves, people. So, yeah, we'll get into the transfer news. Obviously, we've been linked with Jonathan David. Our, it feels like, you know, a summer from a couple of years ago. Uh, Douglas Louise, apparently, we're going back in in January. And there's a couple of other bits and pieces. Happy birthday to BFG, former Arsenal centre-back and FA Cup winner, Murta Saka, as well as a World Cup winner. It's his birthday today. And he's now our head of development. So, yeah, it is what it is. Free the magic number. Appreciative to you. Look, come on, come on, come on. Man said, Jay, the kiss, I'll take that. He's lit. You know, prefer 50 cent in G-Unit, but, you know, cool. It is what it is. Morning, Cam. Kulisevsky's injured. He might be injured. He might not, in it. Obviously, 
I hope he's doing well and safe. I hope there's no long-term damage. But I would love for Kulisewski, a player like Bentacle, who I wanted at the Emirates, um, to not play against us. But if I was if I was connected to Tottenham, which I'm not, and if I was connected to Arsenal, which I'm not beyond being a fan, I would be putting little white lies in the media. You know, if I was big up the French locked in, that's one of the first times I've seen France. But as I was saying, Oliver, to, to answer your question or, or just talking points, if I was Arsenal, I'd be doing doom and gloom. I'd not make it bait, but I'd say, oh, Ben White's struggling. Jesus might not be there. Odegaard's not come back from international duty well. Neither has Tierney. And then, bang, play these guys on Saturday. So, yeah, I have seen it in relation to Kulisevsky. There is a, pardon me, a hamstring knock. But, you know, respectfully, as much as I can praise Spurs, they're bigger than Kulisevsky. You know, Kulisevsky's a fantastic player. Probably should be in their starting lineup week in, week out if he isn't. But... Injuries are part and parcel, and we still got Harry Kane and Son, who we know are going to win penalties and cheat, you know, away from their abilities. You know, they've still got Richarlison, who, in a nice way, you know, is a bastard. He's one of them players that you like at your team, you hate at others. They've got the experience factor. They haven't won at the Emirates since 2010, so I'm sure that's something they want to put right. So if you want to get top four, if you want to finish above that, you need to get it done, regardless of who's there and who's not. And that obviously extends to Arsenal. I don't, if we lose, I don't want to hear. It's always the players that are not involved that are the are problem solvers. You know, there's been rumours about Kulisevsky, about Hugo Lloris. I'm pretty sure if we did some digging, there'd probably be some more fitness stuff. You know, even us, Cedric's probably out as well. So, yeah, man, it is what it is, man. Clock, clock orange, but yeah, we need someone like Tammy Tool, dude, who can get the cross, get crosses easily. Well, yeah, but is heading necessarily one of Tammy Abraham's strengths? I would take Tammy, but I don't see us spending, what, he's got a buyback clause of 70, 80 million to Chelsea. Plus, they've probably got a sell-on clause if they don't buy him back. So, Roma are going to want to make sure they get a profit and be able to pay the money they owe or could potentially owe. Um, so, yeah, I would have Tammy Abraham. He's young. He's young, English, scope to get better, bit something different in the squad. You know, I would, but I don't see us spending what they're going to ask for, which, you know, which you can't convincingly say he's going to play ahead of Jesus. Of course, there's a reality where Tammy, Jesus could line up in the same lineup. Tammy Abraham is better than Balogun at this moment in time and definitely clear of Eddie and Ketia. So if you can bring in better, why not? Because there is scope for a third striker. <clears throat> if we could find the modern day Giroud, 12 million quid, tall man that can link up play, can be utilised in the squad. I'm all for that, really. But if we can improve, why not? Of course, I would prefer Tammy Abraham over John, over um, over Jonathan David and these sort of individuals respectfully to them. But yeah, man, it is what it is in that regard, if I'm completely honest. Tammy needs Jesus' head in. I hear that. Hit the like button, people, if you haven't already. Morning once again, Cam. So, yeah, I don't buy it. Prediction for North London derby. I don't like predictions. I think it'll be a draw, you know, 1-1. If I go with my heart, I'll say 2-1 Arsenal. But, again, the fact that Spurs haven't won there since 2010, I'm sure they're going to want to put that right. That's a bit of a hoodoo. That Emirates to them is what Old Trafford is to us with our poor record or travelling to St Mary's, Brighton, Southampton and any other team we struggle slash have struggled at. If you want to do better than last season, which despite finishing fourth, I'm sure Tottenham and Conte want to, because if you don't want to improve, you shouldn't be in anything, much less an industry like football. That's what they've got to do. For Arsenal, our top six record is improving, but we actually need to start taking points. We did beat Spurs, Chelsea and Man United last year and they beat us, you know. We need to be able to beat these teams. We failed the first test against Man United. It doesn't get any easier because after Spurs, we've got Liverpool. We need to take points. You know, we need to move away from as good as we were at, against City at home, for example. We didn't win. You know, some of the rhetoric with Arsenal fans, it sounds, if I'm honest, a bit defeative and a bit a bit Z, 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 Zless, really. And truly, if I'm honest with you, you know, you, 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 you. 
sometimes you don't always get what you deserve. You would have thought the talking points coming out of that City game was we won. Yes, we was down to 10 men. We was hard done by and we was good for the large parts. But you need to actually win the game and correlate those three points. Bearing in mind, we finished, what, two points off top four, even though we stunk up the place. If you just, you know, got something against Brighton versus losing, you know, we lost, we, we they took four points of us, Palace took four points of us, Newcastle took three points of us, we didn't turn up for the North London Derby, they took three points of us, you know, there was many scenarios across last season where things could have made the difference, especially in a day and age where the fine margins make it all, so, boy, I don't know, man, shout out the night, but, so it is what it, it is what it is in that regards, man. RIP Coolio as well. Terrible news, man. Thoughts with his family on behalf of everybody listening as well. Terrible news, man. You know, again, there's not too much to be excited about or happy about where the world's concerned. Saying that, shout out to, you know, shout out to shout out to Arsenal's ladies team, women's team, as obviously they qualified for the Champions League. Need them our finish. We did quite well against Ajax, really. There were times where I think we could have scored more. Shout out to everyone who was part of the watch along for that one as well, man. That was a good game of football, personally. I do hope the, the 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 men's team pick up where the where the women left off, and they absolutely battered Spurs at the Emirates last week. And I hope we're able to do that. But yeah, man, I think that game yesterday was a lot better, really. So as I said, you know, Arsenal into the Champions League group stages. You know, we unfortunately had a concussion sustained to one of our players. I do think the referee was on a madness. Obviously, you saw Beth Mead taken off as well. Apparently, Ajax even tried to make the goal smaller. What kind of bug stuff is that, people? You know, it's absolutely crazy, really and truly. Our gaffer for the women's team, um, Ival, I can't pronounce his name, has said, <clears throat> it's been a very weird experience being here, playing against a big club like Ajax, where we had to measure the goals before the start of the game. I've never experienced anything like that, to be honest. It's very weird, but we can only control the things we can control. We don't, we do, we don't get anything for free on the pitch. We get a lot of free kicks against us, and the same for things we never get. This has been a tough ninety minutes with the level of play that has been allowed to be played against us. I'm not surprised, unfortunately, that we have come out of this double header with two injuries, which is crazy. So, yes, the referee was poor as well. So, yeah, end of the day, sour grapes for Ajax. Their losses are gain. Our women's team are in the Champions League. Yeah, man, it's peak. It's peak. It's peak. Slow news day, man. No one's fucking with the content today, but we move, mate. Would you consider Buffal as a joker? What do you mean? As a good signing? I don't think Arsenal need that. If I'm completely honest with you, you know, good technically, but it doesn't improve us, really. Wasn't he not at Southampton? Didn't do nothing, really. Wonderful technician, but, you know, I can't praise a professional footballer, much less an attacking player for being, you know, for being good, with, for being good technically. You should be. It's like praising a midfielder for having a, a central midfielder for having an engine. RIP Coolio, good morning, DJ in the nation. Good morning, right back at you, Clement. Now it's time to focus on the North London Derby Saturday. Amen, man. We have to. And again, we should have been focusing for it. We've had a good week to prepare. Some of our, well, let's play. Well, surely less Arsenal players have gone off to international duty than Spurs. Hopefully there's some issues there. And we, you know, where Spurs are at with Kane and Dyer, where we're at with Saka and maybe Ramsdale, who didn't play, you know, there's also the risk of fatigue and all of these sort of things. Not that I think that would be a thing in this game, but you got to remember it's, a, it's already a clustered season where we there's already a backlog off the back of last season, off the back of the last 18 months, and there's a World Cup. You one does wonder for the physical conditioning of certain players or just players in general, if I'm completely honest with you, but... It's how the game goes sometimes, I guess. It's how the game goes, people. So, as a wise man once said, it is what it is. 
So yeah, it is what it is in that regards, man. For extra content, follow me on Twitch. Once again, I'm live at 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. Uh, to further look at, you know, Arsenal and obviously the North London derby and things like that. Sorry, people, it's getting mad hot. In fact, let me hang this up. I don't want it to get crushed up. I'm still here. But yeah, it's getting mad hot and getting warmed up. Maybe it's the maybe it's the coffee, but yeah. Back in the seat. Let's go again, man. You lot, where's the energy, folks? Man, you lot are dead today, man. It's just one of those live streams. It is where it is. And while we're here, I might as well. You know what? We've got let's cool, let's wait a bit longer before we look at the talking points and things like that. I might as well see where we're at in terms of followers on our journey to 50,000. Big up yourself, pack. Where are we at in our journey to 50,000? 49,937. We're there, man. You know, again, the most optimistic in me would say that could surely be done by the end of the week. Next week, I think we'll, we'll hit that. You getting FIFA 23, DG? I think I'm sitting this year out now. Nah, I'll probably end up getting it. You know, no one likes to play the old thing. Well, if you want to play the old thing, that's on you lot, in it? But I don't want to play the old thing. I'd rather get something. I'd rather get a will, man. So why not? So, yeah. Oh, what's this in relation to us now? Nothing really. Close, man. Keep grinding. 100%. Shout out the members. And big up Dermot as well. Shout out the Irish. So, yeah, man. Here's where it is. Jason, come on, man. It's nice to see everyone's woken up. I can't lie, man. This coffee is slapping. Let's get some more of that. Look at me now, man. Drinking coffee. Look at me now. Funny how life works. I used to hate this shit. Life. So, yeah, man. Journey to 50,000. Still alive and kicking. Everything is calm. 20 past, we'll get it. Well, 20 minutes in, we'll get the, 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 the news and that, people. It makes sense. We just hold off for a bit. Uh, Arsenal. Let's see what's going on in relation to Arsenal. Anything come out in the last hour? It's just Douglas Louise, really. It's just Douglas Louise. If we manage, uh, did you see Sesco's goal the other day? Absolute bang on my guys. A shame I won't be able to buy him in the latest FM that comes out in just a month, over a month. So I just went in my eye trying to blind me. It's cool. If we manage to pull off getting Louise for 15 million in Jan, then it makes up for the frustration of not getting him in the summer, of course. But you know, 15 million, even you know, Juventus have been linked with him today. Surely they got 15 million to to go and to, to, to spend on him and you'd rather sell him abroad they might even you know Juventus Arsenal might offer 15 Juventus might offer 10 and they'll say you know we'll forego, forego the 5 million pardon me and let, and let him go abroad but yeah it would be a decent signing he's got scope to get better and all of these things how do you stop Tottenham's counters tactical fouling well yeah tactical fouling and actually making sure on the defensive transition we have enough bodies defensively especially if we're on top of them and dominating proceedings and things make sure we're on job defensively because as we press to get something out the game at old trafford our last top six game if you remember we were susceptible beyond the obvious to the counter attack and that played a direct part in us conceding those two goals obviously we made the changes in the old trafford game in the 73rd minute you know we was disjointed and our players were immature in that regards they scored the, i can't remember what if it, it might have been the last one but they scored two minutes later in the 75th so the manager the technical staff the players need to show more maturity and up here you know we've been 
I don't like the word perfect because it's an illusion, but we've been near enough perfect, isn't it? Apart from the United game, we've taken full points, but there's been something to build upon in every game. You know, the Aston Villa and Fulham games, you can't afford to have brain farts against Harry Kane's son and all of these sort of things. Those things change games. You know, Crystal Palace, we were good, but we probably had to absorb more punches than we needed to, really and truly. Leicester, we were good. Defensively, we were sleeping. We can't afford for that to be the case. Brentford, we were calm. There were a couple of incidences where brain farts, minimal, but brain farts could have played a part. And when you've got a young squad, you, you, you kind of sign up for that. But, you know, you can't do that against the top six. You know, because even in the old Trafford game, a lot of the examples I said came before the United game and then the, the frailties were highlighted. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Appreciative with that. Imagine how sick Rafina would be in this squad. He would be, but, you know, the dream is free. The Arsenal sold separately. If you want the guy, you get it done before Barca and all these things get involved or you get Champions League. And Rafina, I think he was on joining Arsenal. But when you look at the news that was available to us, you know, it was always a fallacy. He wanted Barcelona. He wanted Chelsea second because of Champions League and they can offer him what we can, living in London, etc. If Barca, for whatever reason, moved away and Chelsea the same, then you'd have a free hit. And crucially, you need other targets, really. It's all fun and games. Fabrizio Romano coming out and saying Arsenal are disappointed. Well, it is what it is. You know, when 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 City never got never got Kane, you know, they knew Haaland was, was, was landing. It happens. If I'm being completely real, if we're not clinical for minute one, I can see Spurs just catching us on the counter and beating us again. Learn our lessons from the game last season. We, you know, Spurs struggle to break down low blocks. I'm not saying you have to play a low block, but be a bit more compact and rigid and difficult to break down. We were open, you know. If you open your front, if I leave my front door and some of you lot in the areas we live, we leave our front doors open, you know, you're inviting criminals. And we invited Son, Kane, etc., to try and score against us and do what we're doing. We need to be switched on um, from set pieces that let us down. We need to be switched on on defensive transition. We need to just have some damn belief. We was lacking a lot of belief in that game against Spurs. Spurs had it, you know. All they need to do for any motivation is go and watch that game again. You know, how it crumbled, how your season kind of crumbled, the things that were said in the media, the things that, you know, uh, uh, Spurs' even Twitter account was running. As much as I want to be, you know, I, I want to win the North, I want to win the North London derby. I want to see us do well in a top six game. I obviously want to get three points. We need to defeat ourselves. Prove you can do it. Prove to yourselves that you can do it in the top six games. Prove that you can have a better, you can improve on your top six record. And then you need to show you can do it away from home. Because, you you know, you did it against Stamford, at Stamford Bridge. You didn't do it at Old Trafford or Spurs. Two grounds that, in my early life, we was all right at, you know, in recent years. You know, we're not really good at. So prove that you can better yourselves. Because I feel you didn't watch the Man United game from last season when we went into that game. Because some of the same, every game is different, but some of the same frailties were there. That's all you need. Really, and it's a, it's a, you lot already know we, you know, we won the league in August and September. October is peak in terms of it's a big test on the manager, on the starting players, you know, on the whole squad. Every game is a must win, essentially. It doesn't get any easier after the North London derby, regardless of Liverpool's form. You've got Liverpool next, home and away. They've been battering us for a long time now. At least Marnay's not there, but they've got other savages, you know, knowing Arsenal, probably let Darwin Nunes score, but you know, that's not going to be easy, regardless of their form. You know, imagine if you could get six points in these two. We shouldn't get too excited, but if you could get six points from these next two games, it's a good look. You know you've got to play PSV and Glint in the Europa League and we're going to need to rotate and do what we need to do in the in that. You know, you know after Liverpool, you've got Leeds. Yes, Liverpool, Leeds are not doing what, well, I don't know what Spurs are doing, but not doing what Spurs or Liverpool have been doing and whatnot in terms of the top six. But you saw for Chelsea how difficult it is. And we know the cliche comments about there's no easy games in the Premier League. You mess about, you, you know, you... 
You play stupid games, you're gonna win stupid prizes. It's a big month, and you've got Nottingham Forest. You've got probably I'm missing. Bro, there's there's bare games in October. You know, there's bare games, and every, you know it's probably a fallacy to expect us to win them all. You know, it's gonna be a big test, and I don't think we have a big enough squad like a lot of you. But we need to get decent points. Obviously, where the next, if you're serious. I would take two points from the next two games, innit? I'm not happy with that, but you live to fight another day against Spurs and Liverpool. But at the same time, you want to win one of them. You know, four points from the next two would be great. Six points would be amazing. Two, we can manoeuvre. But the games aren't getting any easier. I'm looking in front of me. You've got the North London derby. <clears throat> then on Thursday next week, you've got Glint. Then three days later, again, you've got to remember the physical aspect. And when you haven't got a big squad, like you saw in the Europa League, the first game, Arteta, maybe he wanted to name a strong squad to get off to the best start, but we kind of have no choice. You know, not everybody's going to get a rest. You know, the Xhaka's, the Gabriel's, the Saka's, Martinelli's playing week in, week out. Odegaard, potentially. These guys are going to have to play in some of these Europa League games. We've got, we got, we got four Europa League games this month, you know. In general, how much is that? One, two, three, four, five. Five, six, seven, eight, nine games. Nine games this month, people. It's a madness. We're going to have to put up with it. And we can't complain about depth. We can't complain about fixture schedules because we know this is a thing. And in the last two years, you have to expect the unpredictable with what's going on with COVID, games being cancelled, all of these things that are happening. You know, it's all, it, this is our squad is on our tether and they do. And it's down for the players to pull up their pants, puff out their chest, all up their head and stand up to be counted. But yeah, you've got... Spurs, Glint, Liverpool, Glint again, leads away. City game, thank God, has been postponed. So you've got Arsenal, PSV. That's obviously been re-put into this month because that was postponed. Southampton away, bogey settings, you know, PSV away. And then you end the month with Nottingham Forest. So can we do all right? Again, I'm respectfully to Southampton and Nottingham Forest, especially because we're going to South St. Mary, Southampton's place. Let's be real. You need to get six points from them last two games, the tail end of October. So can we start the month well and can we end it well? Leads away is not going to be easy either. Four days later, you've got PSV. So, yeah, man. I reckon we can afford to lose two Europa League games. Probably can, but fuck that, man. Forget all of that. Forget all of that. You need, bro, one. One game can be lost in Europa League for me. We need to chase excellence. Forget all of that. I don't want to lose, but losing can happen. One loss and you can lose to PSV. Glint, Buki. You know, PSV away is boo any any away game in the Prem or in Europa League is booky, but you need to be winning. It's a massive test on the squad, you know, and there's a lot of players who rightly or wrongly so are not necessarily in the starting lineup. So you don't need to give our that's the one headache I need our to have this this month, you know, or just in general, who do I play? You know, and you, we need our boys fit. And again, you don't know who's gonna get injured. So we're gonna have to put up with this. We need to survive the winter, man. We just need to get at the tail end of, the, of 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 this of this year, getting into January. Still saying top four is a thing. November's not that much easier as well. Lord God, oh, it's peak to the end of the year, like people, like it's peak. There's no easy games, and look at the fixture schedule. You know, look, look. We start off now. From now to the uh, city's postponed. PSV, Southamptons, PSV again. Nottingham Forest. Zurich, this is now November. Zurich, Chelsea, smash the like button, by the way, people. Um, support the thing and that. Uh, where else was we at? Yeah, Zurich, Zurich, Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge. Don't know what they're going to be saying. Cup game against Brighton, Wolves away. 
West Ham at home, Brighton away, Bra Brazy, Newcastle at home. Then you've got Spurs in January again. Then you've got United the week after, the, the, the thingy after that, you know, and they will stop there in January. You can see February and March and all those things. But from that, from Spurs in October to Man United in January, things can look better. They can look worse. There's going to be wobbles. We're not going to win every game until the end of the season. Life don't work like that. But it's now time to stand up to be counted in for Edu. It is what it is until, at best, these sort of games here. But you need to make sure you get some midfielders in. Players, you need to maintain your form. Players not playing, you need to make sure you, you take your chances because everybody is going to get a chance. Every member on in that squad, whether we rate them or not, is going to have to be utilised at some point. So let's see what's going on, man. But there's no excuses. We've made our bed, let's lie in it. It's a big month for Arsenal, man, a massive month. Four points would be lovely in the next two games. Live to fight another day. That's calm. On the plus side, every team we are fighting with have a similar fixture congestion. Andy, you're right. But that's the Premier League. We've all got to deal with it. That's like when people waffle about games in hand, bro. Oh, we've got a game in hand or this team's got a game in hand. That's great. And there is obviously logic behind it, but everyone's got to play 38 times. Jonathan David to Arsenal, not really not really needed. Rather go for AC Milan's Rafael. He's going to cost a serious arm and a leg, though. Saka's season can be revived on Saturday with putting in a performance like we saw from him last season when we played them at home. I hear you, you know, but for me, I think Saka's doing all right. Clearly can go up the gears. We can't lose Europa League if we want to compete in the champs at best draw. You know, the challenge for me with Arteta, can you lot stay undefeated in the group? Who starts for you, Vieira or Odegaard? Vieira deserves to start. He's taking his chances. But for me, if Martin Odegaard's fit, I put Martin Odegaard. If Vieira starts, no complaint for me. But if you've got Partey, if you've got Xhaka, if you've got Odegaard, you play your best trio and your best pivot. And Odegaard's the, the captain. He's the general. He's, you know, these are the games we need you. You know, you're still young yourself, but compared to some of your teammates, you're a veteran in this. You might as well be an aging Busquets. You've been there, done it, and wore the T-shirt to a degree. You need to play. And hopefully it's, it's, it's the vengable stuff, it's the Halen demons and Odegaard's need, needed for that. And obviously, unpopular opinion, not really away from home, but Odegaard's one of our best defenders. If you deep it in terms of pressing and that sort of stuff, you know, with Jesus, we're going to need it. And that's before we even talk about Jesus' impending one-match ban, which is going to happen at some point, unfortunately. Big man Ting DG will pull through. Afro Guna, I hope so, man. DG, name two players you think we should get in January. Let's just get Douglas Louise and start then. Jonathan David, Balogun has the same goal and assists with less shots. I mean, I don't really rate Jonathan David like that, but if they was to bring him for the squad, why not? But I'd rather leave it. I'd rather get someone that's better than Jesus or can cause problems to Jesus. If not, can we get... I keep saying Giroud, but could you get a, a Giroud like at the time? It costs 12 million. He's a bit of a different profile, can link up play, can give us a bit of different stuff. You know, Jonathan David kind of, tail end of last year, kind of fell off a cliff. I mean, Arsenal have scouted him heavily since his days in Belgium. Obviously, we've probably followed him at Lille. It all depends on the price, really. Is he better than Balogun and Eddie and Ketty? Probably at this moment in time, he's got a bigger stature in football. Mitrovic is going to cost too much money, but someone with Mitrovic's skill set would be decent. Physical man causes problems, you know, really, you know, pulls defenders' ears and rattles them and that. DG is Reese Nelson available off the bench. Apparently, he's back in training. So, if he's in the match day squad, you know, you're probably not going to see him start. So, I'd say, yeah, he is. But it all depends, really. You know, right now, if there was a space for a winger on the bench at this moment in time, just to play devil's advocate, you know, for the North London derby, do you, would you guys go with Marquinhos or Reese Nelson? 
You ain't missed a damn thing. Get your opinions in. Arsenal always scout, but never buy. Bit harsh. Don't forget to like and subscribe. DG, do you think Arsenal wait too long in the transfer windows and end up missing out on the best players? Well, yeah, or messing out on play, you know, missing out on players that we need. I think I think I'm being a bit unfair because you've seen when they wanted Ben White, Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, and the signings they made early this summer. When they want the players, they'll go and get it. But for me, when it comes to those players that are going to cost a bit, players that teams are not necessarily trying to sell or clubs are not necessarily selling clubs, uh, really making sure we go into the season fully equipped. You know, if it's winter, there's no point having a hat if you ain't got gloves or you ain't got you got a scarf, but you ain't got no jacket. I think that's the kind of logic we fall into, really and truly. Tommy Asu or Ben White starting for you now. For me, that's a difficult one. That is the most difficult one because... Ben White, you did well against Zaha. You've been one, you know, for me, you deserve to be in with a shout of Arsenal September Player of the Month. I'd probably give it granite. I think Saka's form's going to right, but I think Ben White deserves it. Why you're not in the England squad, I don't know, because there's been times Ben White's form hasn't been to this level when he's been in the squad. But that's for Gareth Southgate. He probably does deserve to start, but at the same time, you want your best defenders. So if Ben White starts, I won't complain. He deserves it and I've got some confidence in him, but... Tommy Asu makes me a lot more comfortable. He, he, he's a bit more, he's one of the most switched on defenders. You know, he's street smart. For me, in the air as well, when they're trying to, you know, when teams are trying to pop it over our fullbacks' heads, he's up for that. Not that Ben White isn't, but yeah, man, I'd rather, I mean, by the basic of that, you know, obviously I would rather, it's not on Friday, my guy. I, of course, I would rather, respectfully to Ben White, I'd rather Tommy Asu because I think he's the better defender, but we've got good problems. Would you take Anatovic for a cheap price? He's decent. And I've said it before, uh, maybe for a year, but I've said it before, you know, I swear you've been there. I've said, I, I can't remember where it is, but I did a video on, there's just some players that might not be amazing, but when you watch them live, they're better. And Koscielny gets bullied, has been bullied by a lot of guys, man, they're getting headlocked by a deer. But I remember a game at the Emirates, Anatovic, he's obviously good technically, but he's a lot better than if you watch him on TV. He's a physical, he, we won, but he terrorised, absolutely terrorised Koscielny. So, if you could get someone of that skill set, why not? It's a bit of a stopgap, but I wouldn't move heaven and earth for it. Biggest worry for us in the North London derby is shooting ourselves in the foot. That's more or less every game, man. So, yeah, I would probably, in general, if I had to put my life on the line and I'd say Ben White, Tommy Asu, who's more likely to shut up shop against Son, I'd bet on Tommy Asu. But, yeah, I think Tierney has to play over Zinchenko for me, if I'm if I'm real with you. Name your lineup for Friday. I think you mean Saturday, but... Ramsdale. Gabriel Saliba, Tierney. Ben White, Tommy Asius. Do you, you know, momentum's a big thing and Ben White's been able to get a bit of rest physically, as Arteta has been referring to. You know, when you're in form, sometimes it's best to play on that. You know, Ben White's got every reason to be confident. Do you go with Ben White? I feel a lot more confident. Nothing, I feel confidence in Ben White, but Tommy Asu is good problems. Tommy Asu defensively is switched on, you know, he, he's decent in that regards. We'll come back to right back, man. We'll come back to right back. But yeah, Ramsdale, Tierney, Gabriel Saliba, midfield, Xhaka, Partey, Martin, Odegaard, Saka on the right, clearly. On the left, Martinelli, clearly. Jesus, clearly up front. Oh, so we're back to right back. Quicker than I thought, my guy. Big up my Jamaicans out there, man. Come on. Green screen going to do dirty, but big up you lot, man. Talawa and them thing there. But, uh... I mean, if Saka, Saliba and Ben White play like how they did against Zaha for Crystal Palace, then Ben White, but and Ben White's probably in better rhythm and things because he's been playing and that. I don't know how fit Tommy Asu is. And we seem to be taking our time with him, letting him get some minutes for Japan, then come back. Obviously, he's been gra gradually eased in. 
So if they were both fit and there was none of the injury stuff, I'd probably lean towards Tommy Asu. I still want to say Tommy Asu to you, but I'm gonna ah, uh, I'm gonna have to ah, uh, Tommy Asu, but Ben White. That's the only way to answer that. That's a good question, man. Thought-provoking question. Shout out to you. Look, keep your opinions coming. Because while I like to go through the news, it's, it's sitting here and speaking Arsenal and everything is there, man. I mean, everyone scouted Harlem. We tried to get Ben and we didn't bang, but you're right, man. I don't like echo chambers, so I purposely listen to opposing views. But when I listen to you, it's like hearing my thoughts out loud. Proud of the growth, bro. Appreciate that. I always say I don't tell you what to think. Just think. Ben White to start and Tommy once they bring on Richarlison. I can't lie, if I was them, I'd, I'd play Richarlison. He's a bastard. You know, he's going to pull his and do all that stuff, dive and do all of these sort of things. You are holding smoke regardless of the right back. Riley, cool. I'm not going to give no verbal. We do the chattings on the field, but what I am going to do is screenshot that. Make sure, you know. Make sure. Yeah, a bit more peace with Tommy Asu. Yeah. Saka or Kulisewski is the better player. Kula is better technically, but Saka plays for Arsenal, isn't it? Like, Tekos-wise, Kulisewski is a baller, but Saka's icy free, isn't it? Little chilly, and he plays for Arsenal, so Saka, isn't it? Saka's got a trophy at his North London club. Well, gone for my man's team. I have to question Kulisewski. You left Juventus where they're always going to win trophies in Italy, maybe not so much now, and join Spurs. I don't know for them, man, dear. Agendas have to agenda. I'm with you, DG5050. It's a brazy one, man. And again, this is what I said Arteta needs. Arguably, it might be a bit crazy, but do you go back free? Spurs can't break down low blocks. Last season, we rocked up with something that was anything but a low block. You could deploy a back free week. I do want to see us a bit more, have a lot of confidence defensively uh, uh, going forward, but be a bit more compact. You know, I go back to the White Hart Lane game. You could see a bit like when Anthony scored the other day at Old Trafford. You can see these things. And again, when we conceded against Leicester, you can see the frailties defensively before they happen. And for Arteta and the players, maybe they've got to have them warnings. Again, I remember that game at Old uh, at White Hart Lane last season very vividly. We shot ourselves in the foot way before the pen, way before Kane scored, way before they got the third. You could see Rob Holden and Cedric, whether they should be playing is something on the technical and our technical director and Arteta because the squad should be there. But you could see it. Cedric is getting tight to Son. Then holding is. They're not talking. They're not. They're not patterning it. Son's getting. You know. They're getting tight. They're fouling him. You could see exactly what was going to happen and what ultimately led to our demise. At least Tommy Asu is not Superman. And I remember the same. You know, by the same logic at um, this game a year ago. If you remember when they scored, I think Brian Gill. Brian Gill um, had the assist. Had the assist. Saka and Tommy Asu let themselves down defensively. And even if we go back to that game last season, we, you know, we were quality, you know, Smith Rose, Saka, Aubameyang, we party, bossed it, we did our thing. But there were variables that could have went left. I remember someone hit the crossbar, you know, someone hit the crossbar, they scored and they definitely had another chance. Now that's football, isn't it? That happens. Even times where we deserve to lose, them, them things there happen. During the invincible stage, there was times, even though we were, in, we were perfect over the season, there was times where games could have went against us. Big characters. You know, again, don't want to lose to Spurs. They don't want to lose to us. Anything can happen. But what I want to say is we've got no regrets. If we do our best and I've got no com complaints, then fine. Don't shoot yourselves in the foot. Don't capitulate. Don't have a better 20 minutes than, than others. You need to, again, game management. How we started the game last season, that, well, the last game against them was appalling. 
how we ended the game was appalling, how we started the second half was terrible, how we defended from set pieces, how we marked off the ball, what we did on the ball. The biggest thing for me, I want to see confidence. Now, I expect to see confidence because there's form. Arteta's, you know, big, he will give you like, all the confidence. The fans then will be making bare noise, as will the Spurs. It's an atmosphere. As much as foot losing the game's the end of the world, this is why you lot became professional footballers to play in these sort of games. But mentally, Everybody win their battles. You know Kane is going to dive. You know Son is going to get a penalty. You know they're going to do the roughhousery tactics, as they would. You know, that's the strength of theirs. They can't outplay us in terms of football. They're 15, last 15 minutes FC. And obviously, I'm trying to get a rally with a lot of depth, but we're going to have to, man. And we need to do better against the top six. Start the month in the right way. If we lose, it's not the end of the world. You keep going, but be nice to win, isn't it? Simple as that. It's a massive month, massive month for football. And again, like I said, against Villa, against Palace, against Leicester, against Fulham, you can get respectfully to all these sides, especially Fulham, because they've been all right. You can get away with little brain farts, not scoring when you need to, conceding a goal. When you play the top six sides and you're playing certified players like Harry Kane, like Kulisevsky, who I think is a baller, even, bro, Richarlison's nothing to write home about, but Richarlison will take advantage of stuff, like Son, who should have every confidence, got his little 14-minute hat-trick pattern you know Spurs seem to start games slow we seem to start games fast we've scored more goals in the first and the second we can see the lot in the second so what does that tell you two very contrasting styles the second half might go towards Spurs we might be able to start the game well put the game to bed before things game management for both sides is going to be very vital so it's going to be a fan well it's going to be fantastic for the neutrals not so much for me and as I said Spurs haven't won it since 2010 when last did we win at Old Trafford you know, if I'm Arsenal, I don't want them to put that right. If I'm Spurs, I want to put that right. You have to put things like that right if you want to play well and have a good season or better than what you had last year. So it should be a fantastic one for the fans. But it's crazy, man. Big up, DG. You must can smell the 50,000. I can, but, you know, internally, I've gone back to zero, man. You know, it's like if, if, if I don't know, like Pep Guardiola wins a Premier League title tomorrow. Everyone can be happy apart from him. He's got to start scheming on the next one and... Literally last night, I did look at the analytics and I literally smiled for a sec. I got gas for 30 seconds and then something internally, something cerebral in me went, hey, listen, what are you celebrating for? You ain't achieved nothing. We're back to zero. We need to get 50,000 again and make that 100 and better, man. We can't rest on our levels. I do have to celebrate the small wins. Appreciative to you lot on YouTube and Twitch. And I don't think I give internally myself that big enough pat on the back, really. But yeah, man, you know, yeah, man, 50,000 was the goal before the end of the, uh, end of the year. We can convincingly say we're going to do that. And thank you very much, you lot. Without you lot, it's impossible. But it's now 100 plus and, and all them things there now, man. It's, it's, it's time. Do you get it? It's time. It's time to accelerate this. I'm a very patient person, but I'm patiently impatient now. It's time. It really is time. Richarlison will start due to... Will start due to Kula having hamstring issues. I think the man, they are lying, man. I think you lot are lying. I think it's, it's little lies, man. Oh, say wallahi. Smith ride operation. At least it, I hope it fixes him up in that regards, but that means he's out for a hot sec. upset now very upset with that man very upset but this is above this is what football's about man this is what for this is this is unfortunately 
unfortunately, bro, what football is about, man. You could be riding high in April, shot down in May. You know, Smith Rowe took been in the first team for a while, went at live, went on loan to Leipzig, it didn't bang, went Huddlesfield, it banged, you know, came back, got number 10, new deal, you know, standout season last year, England call up, world win. But this happened like, like with Saka, it was like that. He had the missed penalty every now and again. He's got people asking questions of him, of careers never like that, and you're just up there forever. It, it happens in life. Even Ronaldo, I remember 06 World Cup in the aftermath, he was public enemy number one because of the Rooney thing. So it happens, man, you know. It sucks because we need Smith Rowe available. It sucks because obviously you never want to see anybody of any any player struggling with injuries, especially young ones. And he's had a rough time with injuries. It sucks because in the short, medium, long term we need him, but short and medium term bodies are dropping. We need every player fit we can. And when Smith Rowe's fit, he's a problem for the starting eleven, let, let alone the league. But hopefully this groin injury, this operation patterns him up and he's able to fix up. And you know, there's no long lasting damage. Apparently he'll be back in December. So he. he Hopefully, it's like a new signing by January. Starts again, in it, really. You know, it's a stop starting a frustrating campaign for Smith Rowe, but it's upsetting, man. So I'm, I'm upset, I can't lie. I'm very upset, man. Obviously, I'm sure operations is the last thing the man of the day want to do, but if it patterns him up, hopefully, man. But it's no secret. He's one of my favourite players in this team, so he, that's him done, in it, for the rest of the year, really, in it? If there's no Partey based on Spurs tactics, would you start Tini at left back, put Zinchenko in midfield and Xhaka in the sixth? The way Spurs play on the counter, I feel the midfield will have a lot of space. I hear you, but I wouldn't make, I would just, Xhaka and Zinchenko would just have to have a bit more defensive responsibility like the whole team, but I wouldn't deploy either as a six. You just go and congest the midfield because is what it is. You know, if you kill Spurs' fullbacks, you have half a chance. They've got thugs in the middle. R disrespectful to Bentacle, really, because he is wavy, but. It's going to be a midfield battle. It's probably going to be a slugfest between them. We play a high line. They're known to do that. Both teams are susceptible to brain farts and mistakes like they've shown in, Euro in, in, in Champions League against Sporting and at times this season. I don't think neither team is perfect over 90 minutes, if I'm completely honest with you. Not to the standard that I'm sure Arteta and Conte would want, the, would want both teams to be. But yeah, hopefully Smith-Rowe is soon fresh home. But for now, he's got to hold that. Keep the opinions coming. I promise you we're going to get into the talking points and that. But yeah, man. Balogun better than David. I don't know. I can't convincingly say he's better than him. Holding just lost his head in that game. He did lose his head and he tried to clap, man. But way before that, you know, I, he's getting tight. Where's the tactics board? Because I can have a visual illustration of this. Like Just to go back to that game, yeah. This is one thing that was shagging us against Spurs. And you could see it. You could see it early on. Where are you, look? You look, can't even see. Look, using this three tactics board thing. Let's just say Holding, Cedric. Said we're playing a back four, so Cedric, just to exaggerate, the players there, they're there, yeah. And for that son and for decoration, other other Spurs players. So this is the problem. Maybe if we was in a back three, yeah. Maybe if we was in a back three and in fact remove them and holding wanted to get tight to Son, you you know, and they got to go with having a midfielder and, and your wing backs. On either side, this just forget to say these are three centre backs. Now, if Son, who you know, Son's thing, he can run at you, he can go on the counter attack, but he wants to drop deep, get on the ball, turn around, and do skillers. If you've got a back three, by all means, you know, the right back could get tight to him because there's bodies there, and there's a midfielder who, oh gosh, there's a midfielder who could drop in and cover the space. Or in Rob Holding's case, if Son goes centrally and switches with Kane, Kane's likely, like you always see, Kane drops into midfield. He was wearing number 10, he plays like that. Son and Kulisevsky, or whoever. At, they're going to be narrow. But away from that, if Kane drops and Son 
occupies the space and we've got a centre mid holding by all means you can get as tight as you want to him go and get tight go and get his number you clearly want his whatsapp go and get his number I hope the relationship's great you can go and do that and someone can fill in the problem now is if you do that in a back four now where if we make this a back four, which was happening early on in that game, you could see it. Son was coming very deep for the football between Cedric and Holding. You know, it weren't a thing where Cedric is saying, you get tight, I'll get tight, sorry, and you drop off. You know, they're both kind of going and, and doing the same things. And as you can see, Son is getting, Son is spinning them. The first yellow card Holding's got. So Holding has to be careful. His Son is spinning them or Son is spinning them and then someone else is running into that space. It's these sort of things that we need to apply street smartness to. Smash the like button, people. Again, I don't want to see none of that. You need to learn your lessons. I do not want to see that on Saturday. And if you're going to do that in the back four, have the common sense to say, part A, I beg you, go and stop. A positive, positive example of something completely different would be how Ben White, Saka and, and, and Saliba dealt with the threat of Zaha at, uh, on the first game of the season. So, yeah, man, I don't want to see that. So I do think he lost his head, but it was more than losing his head. I'm not going to the game, my guy. If Arsenal really want to move forward, I expect a win for I expect a win for Spurs and a point for Liverpool. Ideally, win at Liverpool to show progression. Even if we get six points, we shouldn't get excited. Brilliant, DJ. You should be doing team talks. Not gonna lie, you make all this up off the top of your head. I, I don't know where else I'm gonna get from. I hear that. I don't know about that. I'm just a humble football fan with an opinion. I, I hear that, man. Always try, bro. The minute you, the minute you, you, you start believing in your source a bit too much, it's crazy. And there's been times in my life I've been guilty of that. When someone praises me, thank you very much. Cool. Someone negative says something, you know, I try and decipher the message from the messenger. Are they just hating, or is there something with that? Cool. <laughs> I mean, the I can't say that word. But yeah, the fluidity of that speech is like, nah, man, it's off the dome. It's from the heart, man. Integrity in that. These injuries are starting to get annoying. Devastated for Smith Rowe. If he was able to stay fit, I think he would have went to the World Cup. I think he would have missed out, but regardless of if he was fit in form. But if you're in form, you have half of you have half a chance. 27, bro. 300, in fact. I don't think Holden lost his head. He just doesn't have the ability to play our starters, to play like our starters. They are more able to defend 1v1 against quick players. Jokes aside, you... You need focus on not losing your heads, especially in defence, because last last fixture, Son had your man rattled and he ain't a starter like that. If I was Conte, I would want the same from Son, but also Richarlison to be an utter prick from the start, rightly so. Someone needs to put Son through the advertising board. Let's say that. DJ, I get you. That's the inexperience that comes with a young team. That simple awareness to understand what's playing out in front of you on the pitch is true, but... And I hear you. I agree with you, see. That is true. But to play devil's advocate, you might have been professional footballers since 16, 17. Some of you have had the whole season last year to look. You can simply go back and watch your games. I know it's easier said than done. I know old habits die hard. I know no one's trying to make mistakes, but we can't. Not saying you're playing on that or I am or anything, but it, you, you still got to have a degree of street smartness. It's still got to be flushed out. Old habits die hard. It does take an eternity in life, let alone football, to promote good habits. But yeah, man, you get where I'm going with that. Smash the like button, people. Still at only 61 likes. 64, better yet. Tough crowd, tough crowd, but we move, man. With that being said, let's start going through some of this these news, people. So, yeah. Uh, what's that? 50, 47, sorry, 30 latest news. We don't need the tactics board thing again. We don't need the fixture thing again. We don't need that. I need that because I was watching France's under-17s. 
I don't need my Twitter page up. Tab police, you see how I try my best. Why do me? Should we start from backwards forward? Yeah, why not? Let's try something different, man. It makes it mixes it up. But yeah, smash the like button, people. Again, we keep getting linked with Asensio. I don't know who really buys this. Spurs do and Liverpool do. Arsenal risk losing another target to Juventus with Spurs. Liverpool also keen. Asensio's contract is running down. Depending on what article you read, he wants to stay at he wants to stay at Madrid. Others say they want to get rid of him in January. Others say he's going to leave on the free, which obviously, if he wants a pay packet at 26, 27 years of age, on top of a new experience, Premier League clubs can probably offer you. But Juventus have set their eyes on Real Madrid winger Asensio with Arsenal, Tottenham and Liverpool also interested, according to the report. As I just said, his contract is running down. He's allowed to talk to teams for free from January. He's got 12 months left on his deal. Yeah, his agent is George Mendes. Obviously, George Mendes and Arsenal with Fabio Vieira with a couple of alleged targets. It seems that we're, you know, we're getting, we're starting to deal with a couple agents. So maybe that's where it comes from. Apparently, he wants seven million a year, people, which is one million more than Di Maria earns at the Turin. Apparently, he's in no hurry to decide his future, which he shouldn't be. See what's going on, man. Let's see what's going on there. But yeah, it is what it is. I can't see him signing for Arsenal. But yeah, if you believe that, that's that in it. Apparently, Arsenal step up World Cup plans as Dubai trip and warm-up matches considered. And I I'm happy with that because, obviously, Dubai isn't too far from Qatar. So, players that get eliminated from the World Cup, they can go over there and pattern something. Obviously, we don't know how the World Cup's going to impact the fixture schedule list for seasons to come, much less the players on top of. Players already play too many games for club and country and of all these things, you know. Pre-season, which is as much as about fitness, it's about advertising and stuff, you know. It's all fun and games, the you know, five or four to five, three to five players going off and playing for their countries. What about the other 20? Because they can't just sit in their yard, really and truly. Um, so it's nice to see that we're doing something. We do love Dubai. Last time we went to Dubai, wasn't that the end of Grindosi's time at Arsenal? So hopefully there's no busts ups there. But Arsenal step up World Cup plans as Dubai trip and warm-up matches have been considered, people. So, yeah, we have to see what's going on there. Obviously, Tomiyasu, Xhaka, Saka, all probably going to go to the World Cup. So we'll have to see what's going on. London understands that Arsenal have begun considering taking their remaining players on a warm-weather training camp to Dubai. The Gunners did this in January of last season when a mixture of elimination from cup competitions and a lack of European football saw a considerable break arise organically in the schedule. Players were also allowed to bring their families for what was considered by all accounts an extremely successful trip. There's also the added bonus this year of Dubai's proximity to Qatar. Those players that are eliminated before the latter stages of the World Cup could well join up with the Arsenal group if they do indeed end up going to the UAE. Should they make the journey, it is likely they will arrange friendlies in order to preserve players' match fitness and complement the warm weather training that is undertaken. The mid-season trip could also provide some of the Gunners' talented youngsters a chance to impress in the absence of senior members of the squad. So you'd imagine Lino Sosa, you know, Ethan Nwari, Nwari uh Jubri, you know, these sort of guys would be allowed, you know, Waters, who went off to pre-season, Marquinhos, if still here and the loan's not been patterned, would have an opportunity to go elsewhere and whatnot because someone's got to fill up the squad, be squad fillers if a couple of players are away, people. So, yeah, it is what it is in that regard. So, yeah, that's, 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 that's us and Dubai. 
Balogun signed a new contract two weeks ago, but you know, well, I'm exaggerating, but I wouldn't mind him signing a new one. Apparently, Arteta would like for Balogun to extend his contract at Arsenal and then be loaned out for an extra season at Reims, provided they stay in the league with the extension by a season of the loan currently being studied. And that's true, you know, he's not, you're very obviously Smith Rowe went Huddersfield and came back, but you're not just gonna, he's not just gonna be, he's gonna be a better player, more confident player, but you're not gonna rock up a Thierry Henry region. Minutes are currency, and if we get Champions League football, admittedly, there should be less chances for young players last season, next season. Europa League is one thing. You can't be just randomly playing young players in the Champions League. If we get top four this year, we need to show we can get it next year. So you do have to always promote young players. But yeah, if Balogun can go off and play some football elsewhere, why not? As I said, we hope that all of these players in and around the first team can progress to our first team. If not, can we make decent money? You know, forgive me, but Balogun is an asset for the club. He's someone that's young. Hopefully he could be someone to be used in Arsenal squad. If not, sell him on. The same could be said for Eddie and other players and what we should have done with Ainsley Maitland-Niles and potentially Reese Nelson. Depending on who you read, Juventus move. Apparently they like Douglas Louise and, you know, Juventus have a fetish for midfielders. So, yeah, that could be a spanner in the works, people. Roma also on the trail as well, people. So it all depends what's going to be done in that regards. This was the first report. Arsenal to make third transfer offer for Aston Villa star Douglas Luiz in January and it will be less than previous bids, obviously with his contract running down. Arsenal will make another move for Aston Villa midfielder Douglas Luiz in January despite having two bids not back on transfer deadline day. I mean, Mikel Arteta is becoming increasingly concerned about the recurring absence of injury-prone Thomas Partey and wants a top-quality replacement to reinforce his squad. And he hopes Villa could finally be persuaded to cash in on Luiz in the new year rather than lose the 24-year-old Brazilian international for nothing next summer. But the Premier League leaders are likely to offer less than $23 million. They were willing to pay for the player. His Villa contract remaining when the deal, transfer window reopens. He has refused all the club's effort to extend his deal. Arsenal believe that 15, a 15 million bid would be more than reasonable price for a player who cost Villa 2.5, 12.5 million when he joined them. So they make a small profit. City are probably still owed some of that. Probably sell him abroad, in my opinion. You know, sell him for 10 million to Juventus. I would do that if I was Villa. I mean, I would like Luis. You know, he could get better. He's 24. He's Premier League proven. He's not amazing, but he could be a good option for us to play with Partey or instead of Partey and things like that. His contract or the money, you're going to have several people interested in him, really. So let's see what's going on in that regards. So, yeah, has the Daily Mail said anything? Didn't we bid three times on deadline day? So wouldn't this technically be the fourth one? But, yeah, man, this is just reiterating the same thing that we'll go again from in January. We're going to pick up Telemans as well. What's going on with Danilo? In fact, Danilo Almirez, I'm sure there was an article I was supposed to read with you. Open up a new tab, open up a new tab. So we'll spin the block for them once again. But, yeah, man, it is what it is with that, really. Club chief reveals how he put foot down on Arsenal's summer bid for star talent under any circumstances. The Palmeiras president has been speaking, folks, and he is... circumstances. He's having a bit of a flat season. Maybe that's because of things going on, people. I want to see specifically what he said. He said, regarding Danilo, I said he wasn't going to leave and he didn't. I'll tell you, players of this size, important in the history of Palmeiras, I don't make decisions alone. I always consult our coach, coaches, staff. If my coach says he can't lose the player under any circumstances, he can't leave. 
and he's played 131 times for Palmeiras with 12 goals and nine assists. Um, he's been quite poor, though, if I'm honest with you, from what I can see. But apparently his boss is angry that he hasn't been called up to the Brazil team. Well, he did, but he made the bench. So, yeah, he's probably the only one of the a couple of players that are playing, not playing in Europe, that have been in the Brazil team. I think it'd be a bit unfair to expect him to, you know, to just hit hit the ground running in January because he comes with a solid ground of experience, being called up to Brazil, tw uh, 21 years of age, 131 appearances. But you're asking someone to go from that to European football in the mid-season where we assume we're still challenging for top four. And that almost gives him no scope to get ready and develop and things like that, which is why if you could, Douglas Louise, because he can kind of do this thing right now and Danilo for the short, medium and long term. So, yeah, man. He's, the manager of Palmeiras slammed the decision about Danilo. It was really bad for him to go to the national team. I remember I had that internal conversation with the club. I expressed my opinion about his departure, but I'm not in charge. He's going through a less good phase. That's part of it. And that's true. At 21, you're going to struggle for consistency, really, really and truly. So I hope we can do something in that regards, people. Apparently, Palmeiras have protected his transfer value in tying him to a new contract early this year. His release clause is now set at 85.5 million. Obviously, no one is going to pay that, but he is, it is, it is what it is, people, in that, in that regard. So if you want the guy, you're going to have to give them what they want. In, in the summer, we did hear they're more open to selling him in January. Whether that happens, I don't know, people. Uh, we'll circle back on that. Uh, Romano claims not signing Rafina was Arsenal's biggest regret. Where's the other wingers then? Because you know Rafina was probably dream chasing. Romano has told whatever that not signing Rafina was Arsenal's biggest regret of the summer, though a deal was impossible once Barca were able to afford the winger. So we was cohinging on Barca being broke and maybe Chelsea moving away. The Athletic said that Chelsea was his second chase. So I don't know about any of that, people, but hopefully, you know, they're right. Smash the like button, people. We're almost at 100 likes. We're flirting with it, but we're not quite there yet. Away from that, though, let's see what's been said allegedly. Rafina was the top priority. I think the biggest regret of the market for Arsenal was Rafina because they wanted him. I mentioned the Brazilian connection with Gabriel Jesus and Edu, but it's the same with Rafina. Rafina was really open to discussing with Arsenal at some point. Hopefully, you can do the Alexis Sanchez thing and sign for, sign for us once Barca rub you out. Apparently, they want to go for Messi. And play him off the right, which I don't know if that's what they're on. But Rafina was really open to discussing with Arsenal at some point. Then in the end, when Barca were able to pay that money, 55 for Rafina, it was only Barcelona. It was his biggest dream since he was a kid. This is why it was impossible for Arsenal to compete. But they were there. They had conversations with Leeds. They had two official bids made to Leeds. That's great. You can bid as much as you want. You don't get the player move on. They don't care if it's him, Pedro Neto. We was linked with several wingers. Nothing came in the club. In fact, one left. In Pepe. So you can try, I admire you for trying. I admire you for actually not just buying anyone just for the sake of it. But fundamentally, if we need a winger to come off the bench and impact the game, there's there's an imaginary man, you know, big up Marquinhos and Nelson. It's a bit like a Bamian. You can't bring save wages off the bench last January. So yeah, it is what it is with, with Rafino, man. He's doing his thing over them sides. So it is what it is. Was I think we saw these comments with Balogun yesterday, but I'll read them again. I'm at an age where it's really important to be playing regularly. This season, it was important to choose a team where I knew I was able to play and show what I can do. The ideal scenario would be to play well and go back into Arsenal's first team. But I'm aware it will never be easy. Football's never as easy as you think. I just have to stay humble and what's and what see what happens. I think they just mean and see what happens. Uh, so, yeah, man, it is what it is. He said, Saliba has really shocked me because it just shows you how going out on loan works. He's been out on loan for a few seasons, got really good experience. And when you watch him now, you think he must be about 27 because he looks so confident. Apologies, that the second comments of David Siemens. Um, but, yeah, he's not wrong. 
Again, once again, Rafina was a top priority. I think the biggest regret of the market for Arsenal was Rafina. They wanted him. Rafina was really open to discussing with Arsenal at some point, but he's not here, so it's irrelevant. We've been linked with Aura again. Arsenal can finally end two-year transfer chases. Bargain January present presents itself. Another one like Telemans, like Douglas Luiz. He was contracted until 2023. We've been handed a golden chance. Now, apparently he has been offered a contract extension at Lyon and not taking it. I do think Balogun shows more maturity with his mindset and growth because especially when his contract was winding down, he seemed like a kid that just wanted to be totally special with all the indirects on social media. You're special, that's why you're at Arsenal, but your talent's got you there. Your application keeps you in the room and, you know, sometimes you might do everything well, you might not get a chance. Let's be real. It's, you know, it's really unlikely for a young striker, unless you're doing a mad thing, to end up becoming Arsenal's first trade striker or anything. You've got Eddie who stayed. Maybe that could have presented something. Hopefully, Balogun can show he can be used in Arsenal's rotation squad and things like that. Or if not, can we make money? Obviously, he's 21. The next few years could be political. So just let, you know, we've got an asset. He might have to go along for a few years and then come back into the fold. But he's developing. He's doing what he needs to do. He's where he should be at at this age in time. He looks a lot better than he did at Middlesbrough. Built on the experiences of Middlesbrough, showing more consistency and the rest of it, people. So just he just needs to keep going. Uh, where is that around Hour? I'm sure I saw something with Hour. So yeah, man, it made set. He picked a good move in Reims. He could have went to a Premier League team, but he might not have started week in week out. You're getting that at Reims. You're getting importance. Like Romano said, he's scoring goals. He's a starter. He and he's having what he wanted. This loan deal to Reims has been a smart move. You know him and Austin Tusty at Birmingham. There, if the season ended tomorrow, for me, they're two very early candidates to um, be in with Arsenal loan player of of the year. Really, I think Tusty's done well, but a better player than I thought. Don't know if he'll make the grade and all of that at Arsenal. But again, money. The whole point of these players, whether they've come out of the academy or been sourced during the academy stage, is that you progress to the first team or you make money that can be reinvested into this thing, really and truly. So, yeah, we've been handed a golden chance to sign him. You know, far gone are the days where the 50 million valuation for Owl was there. His stock has fallen, really, and he's had an ankle injury. I mean, I take him, but it's not that deep. I'm not as quite hot on it. But multiple Premier League clubs were interested in signing him in the summer and were quoted just 12.6 million, 15 million euros. So why weren't nobody on it? Leon were keen to cash in. The 24-year-old is out of contract in nine months' time. And we Arsenal can agree something indirectly. I don't think you'd... I don't know. I don't think we're going to get our or Telemans. I want to be wrong, but I think you get our or Telemans. You don't have both of them and Douglas Louise and Xhaka and everything else. So, yeah, man. Someone that was that that had Pep waxing lyrical. Arsenal wanted, Juventus wanted, you know, and all these other teams in, in Europe wanted. That's available for 12.6. He was primarily linked with Batiste and that really and truly. You need patience, you know. That's why, you know, you need patience. But for Arsenal, you never really get patience, really. We need to have a player that's kind of ready in the medium term or be sold on. For him, he's, he's in his early 20s, you know. He'll, be, he'll get to where he needs to get to. And for Tammy Abraham, you know, you look at Tammy at the age of 21, he had a couple of loans on his belt, really. Tammy Abraham, you know, I don't know why he didn't get a chance at Chelsea, but it is what it is. While it is understood Arsenal are set to continue their pursuit of Aston Villa's Douglas Luiz in January, Alwa would also represent a cheap option and it may prove too tempting to pass up. But he, at 24 years of age, is a free transfer. He'd probably want a decent signing on bonus and a wage. Uh, the Brazilian will be free to discuss per nominal fee with Leon. We face competition from Newcastle people. So we'll have to see. Our spoken out on his decision to turn down Arsenal and stay with Leon in 20, 
20. He said, I'm in a headspace to have a great season with my club and recover the points that we have lost. So, of course, we are going to try and have the best season and try to put the team and the club back in its rightful place at the top of France. So, yeah, man. Don't think Batiste is going to do that for you. But, yeah, it is what it is. Leon still looking to renew Alwood's contract, as you can see here. Clearly, they don't want to lose any bread. So, there you have that, people. Arsenal and Tottenham I Harry Kane and Gabriel Jesus back up in Jonathan David transfer race. I mean... Hopefully, we weren't we seeing 60 million euro quotes from Miss Bracey? I want to scroll all the way down to where this is, people. Fabrizio Romano has said on Jonathan David, I think he's a great striker. Sometimes he's underrated. He's always scoring goals, still young. I have fell off, fell off a bit towards the tail end of last year. Still able to improve even more. And he is a decent guy. I think after the World Cup, his value, his situation will be clear. Let's see if January or next summer. Fee could be 35 million to 40 million euros. That equates to about 31.3 million quid to 35.8 million quid, but also dependent on performances this season. He was on Arsenal and Tottenham's list one year ago. Then they decided to invest on Premier League proven players like Jesus and Richarlison. So I think I think we've been done there, really. You know, I think that's a bit clickbaited. Not really the article is not really anything the headline said, is it really? Apparently, the 22-year-old has an impressive six-goal contribution in his first eight. Leo games played this season in Liga. This represents an overall expected goals of, I can't see because the mouse is there, 3.5. Expected assists is 1.2. That's great, but stats don't really mean stuff. And you have to be careful of the pot of the purple patches, really. You know, it's a bit like Balligan, right? You know, you got five or six goals in whatever. It looks wavy, but if you've got five or six in 20, again, you're learning. It's not necessarily the bad, the worst of things, but... You know, what's more important for me with Balogun, goals mean everything and you need to score goals. I know Balogun can score. I still think his decision-making isn't quite there. Sometimes he's a bit blinkered. But Balogun is, you know, as a striker, you can't just stand in the six-yard box unless you're historically CR7. I think Balogun is making better runs for his teammates, for himself. He's working the channels. You know, that's what's more impressive than necessarily scoring. We live in a day and age where a lot of players go through mad purple patches and people are actually not the devils in the detail. So... He's doing what he can in it. Jonathan David looks a good player, you know, but like somebody said there, we just need to see more longevity. Again, I do think Arsenal don't need necessarily a backup striker, but if you could bring in someone that can play up front or, or someone that is a striker, why not? 35 to 40 million, I think it's needing, needing to become a lot more clearer before we go for that. So it is what it is. Kulisevsky, a doubt for the North London derby. Again, mind games being played between Spurs and Arsenal. I mean, in a nice way, I hope you are out. I hope you are healthy, but I hope you are out. Uh, again, again, speaking of injury, Cedric has picked up a knock. He won't be in the squad um, for the game against Spurs. Apparently, he, you know, he's picked up another knock. There's been a setback. Cedric has picked up a fresh knock and will be out for a week or two. Really unlucky for him just after coming back from an injury that saw him miss to Zurich and Brentford before the break and he was someone that could have went to Fulham in the summer didn't so let's see there's optimism around Thomas Partey Zinchenko and Tomiyasu in relation to Tierney people as well so let's hope I'm adding can go down there what's this obviously skipping ahead Smithrow undergoes surgery people in recent months Smithrow has been experiencing discomfort in his groin which has limited his training and match appearances clearly that tells you surgery was probably the last option that they wanted to do but this is the only way to mitigate it so short-term pain long-term game hopefully in December injuries will always happen to a footballer like a chef will always cut his hand but hopefully he can train and play without any injuries get his confidence get his fluidity and then when he's in his in his top peak conditioning get some match fitness and a fit match, a fit, a match fit Smith Rowe is a problem for us for anyone connected to Arsenal. Whether it's in the 10 off the left, he's our guy, isn't it? 
But yeah, people, following a significant setback at our Premier League match against Manchester United at Old Trafford on September the 4th, and after further specialist consultations and discussions with our medical team, Emil underwent surgery to repair, repair, repair sorry, a damaged tendon in his groin. This successful surgery took place in London in the past few days, and Emil's rehab programme is already underway. We hope that Emil will return to full training in December. First things first, God bless the fact that, you know, there's been no hiccups in surgery. Everyone at the club will now be supporting and working hard with Emil to get him back on the pitch as soon as possible. Hopefully you can do a thing because you was a starter for us and at, at points you was a serious impact player off the bench last season. Big up Arsenal. Apparently the no more red than Arsenal Forest and Arsenal Forest receive recognition. Obviously, remember, we wore these shirts to deal with knife crime and apparently we have been honoured at the Community Award at the Leadership Sports Awards while Arsenal Forest Matchday programme in a Innovative was also a runner-up in a sustainable category, sustainability category. So yeah, shout out them for that one there. What's this? Big up Lacazette. Lacazette has almost completely regained his voice following surgery on his vocal cords after a clip of the former Arsenal star struggling to speak um, properly went viral online. So yeah, big up Lacazette, our former striker. We saw this yesterday and I keep saying it. I want Arsenal to have a stable of clubs. But apparently Chelsea, Arsenal and Liverpool all hope to become multiple club networks. Considering those three clubs all have American owners, I don't know if it's the premise of what the City group are doing, but allegedly the owners of Arsenal and Liverpool have joined Chelsea's Todd Burhey in looking to looking into establishing a multi a multi-club network pioneered by Man City's owner, City Football Group. It's understood that Stan Conke, who already owns an MLS team and his part Liverpool counterpart. John W. Henry have explored adding clubs inside and outside Europe to their portfolios. And we've also heard Arsenal are keen on clubs in Brazil and Portugal, which could help us. they got wavy players. After Burry indicated he would like to set up what he described as a multi-club model. And obviously, when it comes to work permits, you know, sharing knowledge of play lo of the local area with players and maybe even marketing, sharing coaches, first options, getting around work permits, finding loan clubs for players. The more clubs we can get in Holland and things, it could help us really. You know, I want Arsenal to be in a situation where we buy players from corners of the world that never touch Arsenal's first team and get sold on for profit, like you've seen historically at Chelsea. Uh, Burhey is believed to have begun the process of finding other clubs to invest in after reportedly being turned down by Brazilian club Santos, where Pele spent most of his career. He's understood to have instructed Chelsea's new president of business, Tom Glick, to take charge of the process, which could lead to an investment in clubs in Belgian, Belgian and Portuguese leagues. They in Brazil are seen as potentially lucrative sources of young players with Burhey believed to have consulted George Mendes over which clubs to consider buying in the Portuguese agent's homeland. Kronke, who owns Colorado Rapids in MLS, the Denver Nuggets in the NBA, Colorado in the NHL and the NFL champions LA Rams, among others, is also understood to have explored the possibility of acquiring clubs in Brazil, Belgium and Portugal. While Arsenal sources have played down any immediate plans, the club are believed to want to develop their ex existing links with South American, with the South American country in particular. Arsenal were cleared of improper dealings with the Belgian club Berevian after a FIFA investigation in 06. That was the club that saw Yaya Toure, Abue, Colo and a bunch of others before Cronke's involvement. Liverpool's owner... What are they trying to do is understood they would like to add a stable, but they've declined to comment. So, yeah, as you know, people, the possibility of helping players from weaker leagues, leagues to become a, a, a eligible for work permits in the UK by exploiting such would be good. Um, according to a study by The Athletic, nine Premier League clubs, Arsenal, Brentford, Brighton, Palace, Leicester, City, Forest, Southampton and West Ham have between them ties to 25 clubs in Europe and further afield. So, yeah, do your thing, man. And you did see in the summer, Edu was trying to build relations with Feyenoord and in Brazil. So maybe he's been sent to, to, to operate on the ground. 
really. So it is what it is. Balogun is much better than Eddie equals. Uh, it's a bit harsh. I don't know who's better, who's clear of each other because I think Eddie's ahead because he's had more opportunities, but you never know in a year. It's good for us because maybe both can make it at Arsenal, maybe both don't. But it's nice that both Balogun and Eddie are tied down in terms of contracts because they're assets. And especially Arsenal, we can't go to, we can't spend 100 million on a player like that and do it again, like you've seen with City. So if we can maybe, if we get in the champs, where there's obviously a financial impact and obviously we can develop players that can make it here but be sold on and actually do better with selling players, we can reinvest and maybe there's a bit more money to just give people what they want for several of the targets, you know, because there's several players when we get into bidding wars, you just know it's going to end in heartbreak. So hopefully we do a ting, people. So, yeah, man, that's that. We've already seen this, but once again, Smith Rowe is having, you know, he's out until at least December. He's had surgery. El Nene's out until the new year as well. Uh, Zinchenko could be back for the North London derby. Odegaard played during the international break. The same goes for him. The same goes for Partey, hopefully. And obviously, Tierney suffered a, a, a head injury, but should be back. So, hopefully, that does a thing for us. Murtasaka and Wilshere on record breaker. Nawari is doing his thing, people, really and truly. And what has he said on Ethan? Who let's let the man develop people. Obviously, he broke the record for for whatever. Hopefully, he signs a a, a deal here and signs a scholar and given a pro. Mikel gave everyone a powerful message. I have to say how much it trickled down. I've seen videos of the under nines, under tens cheering Ethan on at Halen. That's what it's about. And it gives Ethan something to go back and work on, really. It shows that there's a pathway. Clearly, you know, he's obviously earned the opportunity, but he's someone that hasn't committed to signing a scholar yet. So there's probably a bit of gamesmanship. He's 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 one of football's worst kept secrets. He's become a star overnight, but every he plays for England at youth level. Everyone knows he's wavy, a bit like Jude Bellingham. Everyone knew about him at Brum. So, yeah, it's nice to see that. Hopefully, he keeps developing. It's just brilliant to see. That's what we're proud of, that we can show progression, that we can show pathways. It was a very proud moment, first of all, for himself and his family. It's a reflection as well of what this club's about, what the academy is about. Again, it's so amen. You know, right now, Smith Rowe, Saka and a couple of others. RIP Rollcastle, big up Tony Adams. I see him on Dancing on Ice or whatever. Our academy always has to be there. A lot of youngsters entering the academy have the dream of playing for Arsenal Football Club, and he made that dream come true. It was a proud moment for us as an academy. Pardon me, and he set a lot of records. Jack Wilshere said, we need to give a lot of credit to everyone at Haylen, everyone that's helped him and supported him over the years. There are a lot of people who are really proud, and I'm one of them. I think we all are. I've been around for a couple of months, a little bit last season, so let's thank everyone down at Haylen for their support and their hard work. Now he's part of the team, one of my players, so I'll give him all the support and guidance he needs, bro. As he can play a bunch of roles. Where he ends up long-term, who knows? But you could learn a lot from Wilshere as a footballer. He's played for England. He's won FA Cups. He's been dealing with that wonder kid label, whether he's hit potential or not. There's a lot of experience. Not just him, but Wilshere can, can filter down. As I've said, Ethan, I think if he wants it, can play for Arsenal's first team. Potential, all of this stuff, I'll leave that to you experts. But Ethan... Miles as well in the under-18s. If he wasn't injured, I think he could get do this thing as well. Coles of Jubri. There's other players, but I think them three, if they really want it and they really work hard, I'd be really surprised if they don't follow Saka, Smith-Rowe and these sort of players. But I, what do I know? One thing that I learned pretty quickly, maybe not quickly enough, but looking back, I realised is there are a lot of players at the people at the club who have his best interests at heart. He has to listen to them. He has to somehow block out the noise. Again, true. You know, you've got Rio Ferdinand and Fabrizio Romano just chatting shit, saying he's this, that, or the other, putting his name and folding there. I don't know. It's not help. It's not going to help anyone, really, because the same rope you climb upon is the same rope that these individuals, not necessarily Rio or Fabrizio Romano, but the footballing world will, will, will hang you with. 
I know he has a, a good family around him, which was important in my case as well. Keep his feet on the ground. But he's the type of kid that will do that. He's a really driven boy. I think that giving young players a chance is part of the tradition of Arsenal Football Club. It was a big day for the whole club and hopefully we can use it as an inspiration for the boys at Halen, but also for the boys here who can get experience training every day and trying to push in the first team. Again, facts, facts and more facts. For me, there isn't a damn thing I can add to that. So, yeah, that is the news, people. I'll spin the block again for Arsenal-related news, as you lot already know. But what are you lot saying? I was airing you lot. Is he born and bred in North London? I don't know, man. Imagine working as a scout for your club in Brazil. Dream job. Let me scroll the way up because I was airing you lot. Nelson suffers because we didn't spend 30-odd million on him, so his development wasn't watched and monitored the way it should have. I disagree, but I'll leave that to you. I feel like Saliba's situation is going to stop players deciding not to go on loan when advised. It should, you know, but you have to take control of your own. You know, the club, not just Arsenal, they're going to tell you everything to get you to sign a new deal or whatever. Past a certain point, you need to take your development into your own hands. You know, for me, once you get to 18, yeah, I want to make it at your clubs, but do what you need to do. Do you need to leave? Do you need to go on loan? Is it working? You, you stay? Again, nothing is foolproof. But you need to take control. There's many players that the club at 18 will beg for you to stay. You'll sign a five-year deal. Once you get to 20 odd, and you haven't quite hit on, good, goodbye. And I don't blame the club. They should do that. Pro promise you everything. You owe it to yourself. Nobody is going to care about your career more than you. And I think a lot of footballers do feel guilty of that. Douglas Luiz isn't a six. I don't know why we're after him. He can play as a six, man. Or if you're not, he can be a ball-winning midfielder and he can be switched on defensively. I do think football fans overcomplicate things. Smith wrote out to December. Hopefully my G comes back stronger. Amen. If Arsenal were to spend 60 million on a party replacement, who are the likely targets? I don't know. Luiz would come in as an El Nene replacement with all due respect to his ability. That's cool. You know, just need people in the squad. I mean, we was never getting to Nali, it. That was just people being creative. Villa will cash in. Balogun should look to the Prem loan after this, but whether he gets better or not, it's just that good or not. It's just good that it looks like we'll make peas if we sell him very on Arsenal. Like, I mean, it's down to him because he could have went to the Prem now this season and maybe not, maybe, you know, every game you're going to be hyped up, every game you're not, you might get dropped if you're not, if you're not necessarily doing the business, which could happen at Reims. He did start off on the bench and scored a good goal against Marseille where Tavares scored that game, if I can be wrong. But sometimes you're developing out of the headlines. You know, every game you're a superstar or you're not good enough, according to what happens. You're out of the headlines. Look at what it did for Jaden Sancho and what it might be doing for Jude Bellingham. You know, people obviously are watching Dortmund, but the casual English-based, primarily football fan, is not watching Reims week in, week out. You know, the same people that draw all of these headlines and conclusions on the first to call them over here. It's crazy. Big up my guy, Zed, man. Shout out to you, my guy. What else are you lot saying? What we need and what we get are two different wells. Look at last season. First, we went for Vlahovic, then Darwin, and we got Ish. It's the hierarchy to blame if Edu and Vinay and the gang. Jonathan David needs to show what he's on in November. Big up yourself, Hector. Bray. Sorry, some people might find this offensive. We need a direct playing cam like Madison to help feed our strikers tappings. I wouldn't say. Why would anyone find that? Offensive. David is dependable. Big up DG. I hope so. Saliba, best centre-back talent at Arsenal since. I mean, we haven't been blessed with young quality defenders like that. So you could say, yeah, but 
is what it is in that regard. Jonathan David, what's your statistics saying this year? Mainly it's the general play, because when I watched you against the bigger teams towards the tail end of last season, you fell off a cliff, but five goals, two assists in eight games, that's great. 37 goals in 104 appearances for Lille, though. 33 goals in 83 in Liga. His best goal-scoring record is probably 20 goals in 30 for Canada. That's very good. But again, if you're he's playing well going into a World Cup year, that's going to serve Canada. You play well, you know, Leo are laughing because they're probably going to get a couple of extra pennies. Him and his agent were waxing lyrical about how they want to leave Leo and do all these things for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, Spurs got Richarlison, Chelsea did other things, we got Jesus and other, other European clubs didn't take a chance. It is what it is. But Leo having tied down until 2025, everyone could be laughing. Jonathan David will end up at Everton level, Everton level club, in my opinion, good, but just not the standard we need. Both Derby score predictions. Man United, uh, they might do it, you know, but I'm going to go with City 1-0 win and I'm going to go with 2 on Arsenal with my heart, but I think both teams will draw, really. Record's got to end at some point and Spurs haven't won at our place since 2010. That's got to end sometime. Hopefully it doesn't end anytime soon, but yeah. It is what it is. Seeing if there's any other Arsenal news. Nothing there on the athletic. Crazy. Let's type Arsenal in on Google once again and see what happens, man. Shout out to you lot. Have we got 100 likes yet? Probably not. Oh, 111. I stand corrected. Thank you very much, you lot, in, in advance, man. Shout out to Twitch ones as well. So, yeah, man. Smith Rowe had surgery on the groin back until December, heartbroken. I think we all are, but we're going to have to just get on with it, man. Injuries are part and parcel of the season, man. We set, we get some players back, certain players get injured. So, yeah, he's out for at least two months. But you know what? If you've got to miss two months to have a proper good, at least injury free two, three years, why not, man? Finally, PSG wanted to sign Gabrazis. Way. We're just gonna have to get on with it in relation to Smith throwing that. Really. Boy. Is what it is. In fact, in terms of other news online, I wonder what this is being said. Saka versus Perisic or Sessignon. Well, you'd obviously rather him play Sessignon than Perisic. I don't know why. I don't know anything, but I don't know why Spurs don't move Perisic to the right-hand side in general, really. They had many conversations. Romano says PSG wanted to sign Arsenal ace this summer. Yeah, Romano's be saying a lot of things. It's not easy to sign Gabriel just because many clubs wanted him. Many clubs in England, especially he told City he wanted to try something new and clubs started to approach Jesus. I can mention Tottenham and Chelsea. PSG also had an interest in Jesus as a possibility. You, you would have been lit with Neymar. They had many conversations, but Arsenal were convinced about Jesus as their top priority and he wanted to be one of the most important players in the team, which you could be one of them at City or PSG, but you're not the most important. You probably are the most important at Arsenal to go with Xhaka, Saka and to a degree Odegaard. And I'd say Ramsdale because it's all collapsed if he doesn't. Is that it? Bit of a joy killer, that, isn't it? William Saliba is having an amazing impact on Arsenal, says Sagna people. Sagna's been doing a lot of talk. He says the sky's the limit. 
keep your feet on the ground, though. I think he's having an amazing impact on everyone. The fans, his teammates, he has finally arrived and he looks ready. Sometimes a player needs to take a different journey to get where they want to. And if you look back at the decision of the club to loan into Marseille, which was seen as unpopular in Arteta, you know, I think a lot of Arsenal fans, oh, where Saliba and Martinelli are concerned, they owe Arteta a massive apology. If you look back at the decision of the club to loan into Marseille, it has proven to be the correct decision. I don't think he would have played a full season if he had stayed at Arsenal last year. Marseille is a huge club in France. It has a big, it is a big club with a lot of pressure. The fans are very passionate in many ways. It reminds me of an English club. People in Marseille are demanding. True. Mikel knew what Saliba needed. He needed to have a full season playing in that environment with real pressure while developing and improving his game. He helped them get champs. While he was there, he improved his confidence. He got used to the feeling of being an important player. These are the what I would have. What I would give to have a right back like. So with no disrespect to Ben White or Tommy Asi, you know, imagine if we could get Sadler in the squad right now, or a Santi. I think we'd be a lot better. There, there are all the qualities that have enabled him to perform in the Premier League. It was a great spell and has helped him take the demands of playing for France, playing for Arsenal. Sorry, I think the sky's the limit for him. He has started to get into the French national team. I think he'll go to the World Cup, get shunned for Arsenal, and become a key player already. There will be. Good, it's same way it's it's the sun shines, it will rain. There'll be times of iffiness, and it weren't just him, but France played a naive back three. The system was poor, and they had trouble. And him, Camavinga, and Upper Meccano, three quality players with this, you know, bag of potential, got hooked at half time. Internationals are different ball game, but it would be, I would love for him to, to go, go to the World Cup as with Gabriel. Well, the three Gabriels, Gabriel, Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel Martinelli, at the, the Jackers, the Tommy Asus, everyone else who you know, countries qualified. Saka, Smith Rowe, if he was fit. The level he is playing at is because of the amount of games he's played. Players only improve with games. Trust, minutes are currency, as I always say. He had his first loan at St Etienne. This allowed him to learn and make mistakes out of the pressure of playing for Arsenal. And he has taken a step in the right direction every year. When he signed for Arsenal, the club was not in as good a, a place. The last thing that you want with a young player is to kill him mentally by throwing him into a defence that's not performing so well, into a team that is performing below expectation. The way Arsenal have allowed him to develop was very smart. Can't disagree with that. Uh, Arsenal told they missed out on perfect Leicester City transfer. What's this? Robson Garnier. I mean, we all know Telemans could have been all right. Partey could be fit for the North London derby. Got it for Smith Rowe, but we don't want an Umtiti situation where, where playing while needing the surgery ruined him. It's ridiculous. And you've also got Fifana in the 21s and Canate. Well, you've already listed Canate. And there's a couple of young, well, there's well, young players in every position in France. They're, they're developing some demons still. Some big, big demons. A player like David will give us a strong option coming off the bench if we are switching to a 3-5-2 within a game. I think him and Gabriel Jesus can be fire, plus we allow Eddie to develop without pressure. I mean, Eddie's at that stage where there's got to be pressure on 100 grand a week now. Like, there's pressure on like, that. Unless you're going to loan him out where, unless Eddie can, there's no point. You know, Eddie's not going to probably start 20, 30 games out of the season for us. So, yeah, man, you're going to have to, I, I hear you, but Eddie's part of the environment now. It is what it is. Really. That has been a chronic injury for Smith Rowe. Good to sort it out completely now, not just for his time at Arsenal, but for the young man's career if he ever moves on. Exactly that, man. And we've seen it plague, man. I remember Wilshere could have had surgery very early on. And yeah, kind of, he never really got over that, really. Sagna was an amazing right back and agreed with Santi. 
if we could get either like that in 2022, be down. I hear that. Smith Rowe needed a surgery. He had the same issue. Hopefully, he comes back strong. At least, again, hopefully, it corrects it now. And a part of me, I'm no doctor, but part A has the same growing injury. The injury at the moment is another one, but surely he's got to go through surgery to correct that. But the difference is, you know, Smith Rowe's in his early 20s. My man's 29. There's obviously a World Cup for Party to consider, which could be his last, probably his last. I'd like to see Zinni in midfield, either Xhaka or replacement for party. I would like to one day explore seeing Zinchenko in midfield. It could be an option in the North London derby if there is question marks over Xhaka or party being fit. And, you know, obviously with Smith Rowe being injured and the amount, the sheer amount of games we have in October, he's going to have to, he's going to, he's going to, I do think you're going to see Zinchenko and obviously Fabio Vieira play in midfield. You are going to see that. So why not, man? We make another timestamp here. That's one hour. Two seven fifty. Big up you lot. The reality of the situation is any other if any other senior striker comes in the club, Eddie's gone. If we bring in better than Eddie, then yeah. But I mean, if Eddie can find a role for himself and be a suitable squad player, then yeah, I would I do like how Eddie's impacted the game off the bench, really. But there's been a cut, it's difficult, but there's been a couple of games he should score really eddie's got better in terms of general play in terms of confidence physically he's improved a lot but some man gotta be sideman at the club not everyone can be the main dog really some man just gotta be sideman and if eddie can show that he can be a good rotation option a reliable option and develop past that great if not can we get in a scenario where we bring in significant bread because you know again everybody's looking for every position to improve central midfield up front the wingers, these are positions that's going to go against young players because if Arsenal get back into the Champions League and there's a scenario to buy someone that's on par with Jesus, then we need that, innit? Or anywhere else. And we might have to say goodbye, really. So hopefully he keeps developing. Keep doing your thing, Eddie, and we see what's going on. But past that, I don't know. Don't forget to hit the like button, people. Appreciative of you lot in advance. When are me, Ransom, Matisse going live as well? Because it's Thursday, innit? Oh, I gotta have my lunch first, guys. I can't lie to you. Look, so yeah, man. Check the schedule to know when DG will next be live. I'll be live at 5 p.m. with Dan Potts to speak. Yeah, it is Dan Potts. Big up Dan. Uh, to speak Arsenal Spurs and anything Arsenal related, make sure you're there. 6 p.m. I'll have Henry Wright, who's a Spurs fan. Good guy beyond that. Uh, to preview the game as well, and that'll be it. And then obviously I'm gonna be with Ransom Matisse on Twitch now. So free content, bits, p bits and pieces of content on my Jays. Uh four, including that stream starting soon. Yeah, it is, man. I will have my lunch first, quickly, quickly, quickly. I'm no good to anyone if I'm dead. So yeah, man, it is what it is in that regards. Really, 128 likes. Thank you very much. Let me make sure I ain't missed anything out as well. Any talking points? Feel no sort of way about getting them in. It's the Red Bull model, which should be really. Pardon me. You'd have to be exceptional to be a diminutive striker. I prefer strikers that are quite tall. I just prefer short, tall, whatever. As long as you can, you got the general players. As long as you score goals, man, which has been, you know, hasn't quite been the case for our strikers in the last few years. Even with Jesus, the jury's still out. He started well. But if we're not getting 50, I think 20. You lot said I'm harsh. 
15 plus goals in the league, then we need to ask what's going on. I still don't think the strikers at this club are provided enough clear cut chances, regardless of what statistics might say. Really, I felt that with Aubameyang, felt that with Lacazette, felt that with Eddie Nketiah when he got his opportunity. And I feel that currently with Jesus, I don't think there's enough tappings being provided for him, regardless. We are improving in attacking sense, but I think he's having to work too hard to, to, to score goals here. And we're Arsenal Football Club. You go back many years, even down to the early days of the Emirates, bro. We, we might not win trophies, but in terms of the premise that you're going to score, get created with chances, it must have been a luxury to play with the amount of attackers we had. So, yeah, some more clear-cut chances for Jesus and we're laughing, really. But the metrics do look promising, but yeah, you get the point. For extra content, don't forget to follow me on Twitch. You're doing yourself a disservice, people, if you're not doing such people. So... Yeah, make sure you're supporting the thing on Twitch. With that being said, though, we've been here for 90 minutes, people. We've spoken about Jonathan David, unfortunately, Smith throws injury, our rumors, Douglas Louise rumors, etc. We've covered your talking points, which for me is the most encouraging. Arsenal fan or not, I see Hector, I see I see Riley. You've got Man United divided, man divided fans, Man United fans, and you've got Spud fans in there. I appreciate you look because we're Fans of the game first, really. So, yeah, man, it's been a fantastic one. Obviously, I need to go eat, eat some lunch before, obviously, I go live with rants. Make sure you're checking out the playlist on my channel. Make sure you're checking out the descriptions for timestamps, people. Again, hit the like button, subscribe, boost the engagements. As again, I'll be live across Twitch and YouTube at 5pm with Dan Potts and then 6pm with Henry Wright. This is all today, UK time. So, obviously, adjust your clocks. Most importantly, I hope you and your loved ones are well and safe and in good health. And obviously, I hope this week is being prosperous for you lot in your professional lives, people. Again, appreciative of you lot for supporting the content as we move ever closer to 50,000. The journey to 10,000 on Twitch keeps progressing, but I appreciate you lot. If you lot are on Twitch, can we raid Rance's channel? Because we're going to be there. Why is it saying Rance is on twice? And obviously, shout out to everyone in Florida. Stay safe with, obviously, the news of the hurricane and all them things there. Just stay safe wherever you lot are, people, man. And I hope you lot are doing well and safe. But, yeah, for now, I'm going to love and leave you lot. You lot stay blessed, stay safe, appreciative of all you lot's support. Peace. Let's spin the intro a couple of times. <laughs> Tell me, son!